wondrous love is this, oh my soul, oh my soul. What a wondrous love is this, oh my soul Take me home What a wondrous love is this That caused the Lord to bless Homeward bound To bear the dreadful curse for my soul Good evening, everybody, and welcome to this sixth stop of the Family Road Trip Podcast. Inconceivable. You never know what you're going to get. You are with Greg and Stephanie Schleter and our wonderful families. The word facing many families right now is homeschooling and both the the delights and joys and the struggles and being together and what it means and what it's all about. And I kind of posed it this way, that after two weeks of this quarantine thing with coronavirus, I think parents find themselves in two camps. Camp number one is no way in hell with regard to homeschooling. And the other camp is in the, hmm, Maybe the way to heaven. But uh, we're delighted that all of you are here with us tonight. It's a bit of a diversion, but I think that defines many families in America right now. And uh, it's the journey that we're all taking. None of us have chosen these circumstances. We're united tonight acknowledging the sovereignty of our God, that he is over all, he is Lord. No matter what you're experiencing tonight, whatever challenges they may be, maybe your kids are just driving you absolutely nuts, maybe it's your spouse, probably more likely. And uh, all that is good. God is in the midst of that. It's in the difficulty, the challenges that his hands are reaching into our world and forging in us greater unity for himself. How awesome in this Lenten season for us to surrender. Surrender our connections, our attachments, our control over the things in our lives, the perfect little order we thought we had. Well, guess what? That's being obliterated. Those small G gods are falling from their thrones. And in the midst of that, all of us together are on this journey of more fully discovering the anchor, the truth, that which is is permanent and most meaningful. And so we're so delighted on this Family Road Trip podcast in this sixth week to be journeying with you, which began really as an invitation and continues to invite families every week to commit time to gathering, to talking and praying based upon the subsequent Sunday readings. And you can find out all about this at ilovemyfamily.us. So... Let's just begin and ask all of you wonderful people, how's quarantine in your home going? Give us a snapshot. Let's start with the nights. Crazy. That's how it goes. It's pretty crazy in our household. <laughs> we have four pets and one daughter doing her schoolwork, and she's probably the most sane because I'm driving <laughs> my wife crazy because she has to work at home and I've been out of work for 10 days, which is great being mm. off. But after 10 days, I'm starting to, the honeydew list is getting smaller. The dogs all got groomed yesterday. Nice. They it or not. <laughs> Maybe it's not too late to learn how to love, forget how to hate. Both dogs look like um, greyhounds. So, <laughs> awesome. They're, um, I love a little it. different looking than they were 24 hours ago, but yeah, they're a little cooler. Going off the rails on a crazy train. 
you got Chris Gregory. and Kathy and their beautiful 10-year-old daughter, Grace. If you want to hear some of their amazing story, you can listen to past episodes of Family Road Trip Podcast at ilovemyfamily.us. But I got to ask you the question, Chris. Okay, 10 days, right? It's uh, You never expected this. And how are you, like, how are you coping? What's stirring up in you? Well, I'm doing it with a group of men from our St. Peter's Parish, Exodus 90, so we're awesome. about day we've got a little less than two weeks to go mm-hmm. so i've been doing that for the last 75 plus days so it's kind of prepared me for this in an indirect way i didn't ever expect to do this that's great 75 days ago a friend of mine from that group gave me some daily readings so i have to click on those and i've got more app study with those daily readings so it's got more time to focus you know you get to get in touch with yourself a little more awesome. a little bit deeper connected kathy what about you well, I am working full speed. Yes. <laughs> um, so I rely on Chris to take care of some of the uh, more uh, domestic things. Is he a good housewife? <laughs> Just keep him away from Grace's hair. There's no grooming <laughs> going on there. Yeah, nice. Think about yeah. that. <laughs> Just a little heads up. No pun intended. You're good. Thanks. You know, I have all this time. So your crazy has been your normal crazy with the additional yeah, environmental stuff. I'm, I'm still stuff. doing lots of Zoom meetings. I have a lot of typing to do, a lot of reports. We're working um, probably busier than what I would be sure. at this time. And, and a lot of difficulty managing everyone mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they, you know, you have to pull them in on meetings and just pull them together and get people up to speed and make sure everyone's got a computer. I know, I know things are going wrong for me. You gotta listen, gotta listen to my words. Thank you so much, Knights. Now let's go across the state, actually, from Huron, Ohio, where the Knights our planted beautiful area right there on the water with St. Peter Huron and Father Jeff Macbeth, phenomenal community. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's make our way west to uh, Perrysburg area with the Paynes. Paynes, how are you guys doing with this? We're doing well. We're adjusting. I, I wouldn't mind going somewhere and seeing somebody. <laughs> but... <laughs> Just saying. But we're just saying, um, but we're sort of adjusting to our own kind of school at home schedule. And um, Seth's been working from home for the last week in the dank, cold basement. Mm. So we don't get in each other's way too much. um, And he doesn't seem to have lost any toes yet from the. (laughs) That's good. Well, well, Michelle has her. Um, painting studio down here in the basement and so she has been used to working down in the cold and she has been very kind to let me borrow her her space heater to put under my desk I've I've had a desk down here for a while although I haven't come down here that much because it is chilly but she let me use her space heater and put it under the desk to keep my toes warm. What a woman. So Spousal love at its finest. Yeah. I think that's the image John Paul II had in mind when he wrote Theology of the Body. That's right. The space, the space heater. Theology of the, the space toes. heater. Here we get outdoor recess a couple times a day, either in the backyard, we walk around the block. Sometimes we mm-hmm. drive to a, a park to not play on the playground, but to walk on the trails. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great. Keeping our distance from whoever we meet. But yeah, we're, we're making sure we get outside and that's about the that's what's helping me 
the mm. most. That's so um, good. That's so good. So I, I now know the question that I wanted to ask to the Knights, which they, they answered beautifully without me posing it this way. But now that I've thought it through, I can actually pose it to you, Paines, and say, as a result of these circumstances, what are you finding awakening within you? I'm embracing the time, um, just sort of recognizing that this is a unique time with my kids and with my family. And I obviously don't choose for, you know, all these people in the world to be sick, but I, I am enjoying the moments. Mm. Um, I think that is really, truly a blessing because it's very easy to be upset about everything that's mm -hmm. going on because there's a lot to be upset about. Mm -hmm, <laughs> so mm -hmm. I've had times in my life where I've, where I've done a better job at, at praying regularly and, and having quiet time and times where I really struggled and spent a lot of time making up excuses for not having mm -hmm. times of prayer and quiet time. But having the time and, and being all in the same place and having you know the personal time uh, and also the times of family prayer, uh, you know, as you've talked about, especially the morning prayer, has been has been really great to to always keep my mind every day on on mm -hmm. God and what on what He wants us to do and what He wants to do through this time. Awesome. Thank you so much. Let's go across town all the way to Sylvania. Actually, one Nikki at home with the eight beautiful children, one of whom is in her womb, and Brett, who's on the road. So you guys, you know, how is this impacting you guys, particularly in the realm of what's maybe awakening within you? How are you growing through this? it's more active in our house now because everybody's home but we've done this before because we've homeschooled before so i actually didn't realize how much i missed everybody being at home mm. and it's been really fun especially since i'm not the one that has to do the curriculum and right. their assignments. <laughs> you get the They're best of both worlds yeah so yeah i'm getting the best of both worlds i get my kids at home i get to help them with their schoolwork and um i i'm really kind of guiltily enjoying this time but um and we've kind of instituted every night we have a prayer time together whether we do the stations of the cross or uh the rosary awesome. or the live it guide or whatever it is and then we have what we call forced family fun <laughs> yes <laughs> love it sounds so fun a jumble of oxymoron <laughs> yes <laughs> It's a year you have to be involved no matter what it's forced and it's going to be fun. So just sit down and every night um, a different person gets to choose what activity or what game we're going to do. That's and great. We've had a great time and it was supposed to be a minimum of 20 minutes. And usually it goes far past that. Sometimes we get into an hour or two of whatever game we're playing. And I love it. It's been an awakening, I think, for us of just how busy we were with running around, doing everything. And now we have time to focus on prayer and not miss the opportunity, that opportunity, but also the time to just spend together mm -hmm. and not be in our separate places in the houses, on our phones and mm -hmm. doing our own thing. So I think it's been really nice. That's awesome. Beautiful, beautiful, Nikki. Hey. Brett. You know, it's been a little bit challenging for me because I'm still working. Mm -hmm. um, as we've talked about on, on the show before, 
as a financial advisor, people are still very concerned about their money. So mm -hmm. I haven't typically worked at home because we did homeschool and there were always kids at home. And so the adjustment to working in the house has been a little bit of a challenge. Mm -hmm. Although, like you mentioned today, I'm not at home. Uh, clients still sometimes expect you to get out to see them. So I'm mm -hmm. out this morning to see people and, uh, you know, I'm in and out all day. So it's been an adjustment. As Nikki talked about, though, we've had some great family fun times. Uh, this past weekend, we got out and went to Psycut uh, Metro Park and walked as a family. And that awesome. was nice. Um, so, you know, you're finding things that maybe we wouldn't make the time to do with our busy lives, with our kids and sports that we're, we're giving ourselves something to do, uh, that we're allowed to do, and really finding great enjoyment in it. That's, That's awesome. really awesome. So just to add to the chorus, Stephanie and I, homeschooling parents, the three of the six are at home with John Paul's, an addition Hillsdale student uh, doing his work from afar, and even Anne Marie now home uh, from Ave Maria and so University down in Florida. So we're, we're very delighted actually to have five of our six. Joseph is um, at Damascus doing still digital evangelization. So one big thing is along with them, we're adjusting to the current circumstances and trying to be occasions of connectivity, of being united, of lifting up prayer, of support and encouragement. I think somebody had made the point that there's the baby boomers and those who will be born nine months from now will be the baby zoomers. So uh, many people learning this new medium of Zoom online as a way of connecting with one another. Tonight, date night, Monday through Friday, um, we're calling it a parental powwow live. It's kind of a, I don't know, a variety show that's going to be live with a priest uh, proclaiming the gospel and giving a message. And we have the awesome Dr. Jeff and Dr. Rachel Elmore are going to give us a little message and insight from a health perspective. A house call. A house call, yes. We'll have live music, I think, just about every night schedule, which is pretty cool. And a couple as a centerpiece will be a couple will share their marriage story, which who doesn't like a good story of hearing where they were before they met and how they fell in love and got married and all of that. That was awesome. <laughs> It's one small step for man, one giant Well, folks, we're so excited that you are with us on the Family Road Trip Podcast in the midst of circumstances like Esther, we were made for such a time as this. And God wants us in these circumstances to punctuate his sovereignty and to be mindful that if we're proclaiming his sovereignty, it requires something of us, and that is surrender. So he is sovereign, he's overall. And in these struggles and challenges, the inner discord that we may be facing, well, that's his summons for us to surrender, that he might dwell in us all the more fully. All right, so now we're going to go around and we want to hear from each of our wonderful road trippers. What is one song that blessed you at a difficult time in your life? Let's begin with the Knights. I can only imagine what it will be like when I walk by your side. Yes, this is Chris. I had a lot of different songs bounced off, but one that that really hit me was I Can Only Imagine by Mercy Me. Mm. Just one of those when uh, 
when I hear it, when I close my eyes, when I hear the song and I hear it, it just, um, it paints a beautiful picture of what, you know, what heaven's going to be mm-hmm. like someday, you know, as we try to imagine what it really is. Surrounded by your glory, what will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus, or in all of you be still? Will I stand in your presence, or to my knees will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah? Will I be able to speak at all? I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Beautiful, Kathy. Blackbird singing in the dead of night. Take these broken wings and learn to fly. So this was a fun one for me. I have a little story. Yay, goes, I love Kathy's stories. It goes with it. So about a year after my miscarriage, I was still stuck in this hazy place. And I'd kind of lift out of it and go back in it. It was kind of spiraling. I tried to snap out of it for my daughter's sake. She was about three at the time. Um, and I remember she had a dance recital scheduled the day before Mother's Day, and I just didn't want to go, but how could I not go (laughs) to her recital? So the night of the recital, I, I put her in her little tiny black leotard and I pinned Mm. the little black feathers in her hair. And, um, Chris and I are in the audience and we see these three adorable toddlers run out on stage and they all huddle together and sit in this little circle and they lean on each other like they're sleeping. And there's this giant, oh, from the audience. <laughs> and the music starts and it's the Glee remake of Blackbird Aww. by the Beatles. And I lost it. Aww. I mean, it was ugly cry. Aww. And my husband looks at me like, what? going on and I'm thinking you know here's this song about a little black bird with broken wings Mm. and sunken eyes Mm. that can still learn to see and Mm. fly into the light of a dark black night and into the light of the dark black night and it occurred to me that all my life I wanted to be a mom you were only waiting for this moment to arrive And I was waiting for this moment to arise and it hit me. Being a mom, the moment arose. Mm. And I'm missing it looking back at the plow. So that night, I allowed God's healing into my heart. Watching Grace on that stage, I was filled with such joy. It was like a Luke chapter 638 moment, you know, the boom. Given to me in good measure, pressed down, shaken again, mm. running over. And it felt like I took this giant step toward the light. Mm. All because of this song. Every time I hear it, it just, those feelings come rushing back and it's mm. just so awesome. You were only waiting for this moment to arrive. 
truly moving and <laughs> yeah, truly amazing, you. particularly for our listeners, if you hear the backstory of the Knights from former episodes, but in some got married late in life, as they describe a lot of messiness with former marriages, and then infertility and wanting to have a child and the loss of a child following their beautiful 10-year-old Grace, how our lives are woven together in his love and in these moments that proclaim his glory. So thank you so much. Let's go to the pains. What is a song that moved you, helped you in a difficult time in your life? The song that, that, that first came to my mind was it's a hymn. It's the first hymn that I remember learning and knowing. And the reason I remember that it was my first song is it's uh, it's the hymn, When Peace Like a River. Mm. And when I was, uh, I think I was seven or eight, and I remember singing this song at church, and my little ears heard, when peace like a river tendeth my way, when sorrows like sea pillows roll. I had this image in my mind, I can still picture it, of these huge pillows rolling down the beach. Mm. Uh, and I always loved this song. But I remember I was probably around 20 years old when I learned the backstory. It's about you know the guy that wrote it. He and his, his family was coming over from Europe. He had already gone back to America and they were coming over and the the ship that they were on sank mm-hmm. and his uh and his wife and i think it was three of his four children passed away wow. in the ship and it was one other child was with him and he and survived and so he took another ship back to europe to retrie- retrieve their remains mm-hmm. and so that he could bury them and he wrote this song it is well it is you know and in all this tragedy he could still say it is well with my soul with my soul that really carried me through a number of times where i was struggling and suffering and and thinking of that story of the tragedy that he went through and he could still lean on mm. god and say it is well with my soul and lord haste the day when my faith shall be sight, the clouds be rolled back as a scroll. The trump shall resound, and the Lord shall descend. Even so, it is well with my soul. It's been very powerful for me in my life. Truly, truly amazing, and thanks so much for sharing that. My soul just bows in that testimony of that story connected to that song that all of us knew, but how awesome to know the story behind it that was part of it. Thanks so much, Seth. Michelle. Mine's a little bit lighter. Um. <laughs> and that's okay. Uh, when I was 15, I my... My dad was a, co- is a college professor, so we took a sabbatical in England for six months. And so that was the s- second semester of my freshman year of high school. So um, I really didn't want to go because I went, when I went to high school, I, I met friends. I actually had like friends that I enjoyed being with. Mm, right. <laughs> Who wants to go to England when you have friends? So <laughs> that was, I was enjoying that and I didn't, I didn't want to leave. As I was walking down the street one day 
We all made it there with like, we all just took our two suitcases. So I was only allowed to bring a couple of cassette tapes and I brought, I think my friends gave me before I left, this is just kind of funny, Chicago's greatest hits. Yes. Um, yes. And I lived, we lived in the suburbs of Chicago. So it sort of like had like an extra kind of sentimentality for me. Like the Chicago, the band and Chicago, the place. And I listened to it over and over and over. And I can't even remember like what the songs were that I liked, but um, they just made me think about home and my friends Mm -hmm. and um, sort of helped me in that lonely moment Mm -hmm. of my life. Very cool. Who doesn't love Chicago? Seymour's, a song that has blessed you during a difficult time. I chose the song Just Be Held by the Casting Crowns. Um, I was going through a really um, hard time a few years ago. Hold it all together, everybody needs you strong. But life hits you out of nowhere and barely leaves you holding on. And when you're tired of fighting, chained by your control, there's freedom and surrender. Lay it down and let it go. It was really struggling and hurting, and you know, it was days on end of being constantly consumed with, you know, my hurt, my anger, mm-hmm. self-pity, sadness. Um, just trying to get through every day and and um, mm-hmm. be a mom and be a homeschooler and. Um, one day I was driving and this song, Just Be Held, came on the radio and um, I, I just realized at that moment to just surrender everything that I was to the Lord. Just be held. It was a really beautiful moment. You know, they say that that there is joy in suffering, which is something you never really understand until you really suffer and you hurt and you just give it all to God and mm-hmm. just be holding him. It was such a beautiful song. And not a tear is wasted in time you'll understand. I'm painting beauty with the ashes. Your life is in my hands. So when you're on your knees and answer seems so far away, you're not alone. Stop holding on and just be here. I'm on the throne, stop holding on and just be here. Just be here. Some other parts of the song, some of the lyrics, um, your world's not falling apart, it's falling into place. And I'm painting beauty with the ashes, your life is in my hands. You know, um, the Lord really gave me the strength during that time, just through those words, to realize that in your suffering and your hurt that he's giving you something beautiful in return mm-hmm. and i knew that was coming but it's such a hard time so um it was That's a beautiful awesome. song for wow. me and it is as you can tell i'm a little emotional I'm no about it's it. great it's so beautiful i love Thank the realness you. of it and you know so often especially as hopefully faith-filled people faithful people you know we know things in our head right but 
but how's the saying go the greatest distance is from the head to the heart mm -hmm. so wanting to feel it and embrace it but um it takes the lord sometimes just to break through in that moment of surrender and gosh what a beautiful witness think nikki and i love too even the power of the title of that song just be held and how the lord desires just to hold us close to him just be held just be held especially i think as we approach holy week next week you know you picture the last supper and john resting his head on you know, Jesus's breast and how the Lord just longs and desires that from us and just to hold us and embrace us. So Nikki, beautiful. Thank awesome. you. Brett. Well, this was a little harder for me. As Nikki and my kids will attest, I am not the music guy. Come on, a hundred <laughs> bottles of beer on the wall. That's my guess. Van Halen. Come on. No, I'm yeah. kidding. No, I actually have a good song that did impact me, but I'm not the music guy. So it is a little bit harder for me. They get in my car and I'm listening to talk radio. But um, a few years ago, as Nikki said, you know, there were, we were having some struggles in our life. And I started listening to uh, religious radio and, and Christian rock music. And I started to listen to Big Daddy Weave. And mm. one of the songs that of his that impacted me was Jesus, I Believe. Mm. I want to walk with you, Jesus. Feel your presence and know you're near. I want to see you, Jesus, move in power and cast out fear. You know, and there was a time when I wasn't sure that I was going to keep walking with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's during those struggles when we need him the most. And so as I heard that song, it reminded me that, look, you have to go back to God to get everything else that you want in your life. I need to hear you now. I need to know it's you. I'm standing on your promises. I know your word is true. You're bigger than what I see. It's you in exchange for me. It's even can be reality Jesus I believe Jesus I believe We're on a mission from God That was awesome You guys all all three of you beautiful families just being honest and real and transparent and anybody who's listening right now I'm sure there's difficult times in your life recall the songs recall how God spoke to you through those songs and ultimately reaching into our lives in the journey of redemption the journey of the way of the cross right resurrection is paved by crucifixion let me state that state that again the resurrection that eternal intimacy with God that our hearts are yearning for, the pavement to that is the way of the cross. What if we prayed for the insight to look through God's eyes and to see 
the circumstances around us is a custom designed retreat meant for greater intimacy with God. All right, you are tuned in to uh, the Family Road Trip podcast. Greg and Stephanie Schleter with three amazing, wonderful, heroic road tripper couples and families on this journey to do what? They've committed themselves on a weekly basis minimally to put that flag in the sand, to bring their family together, to set aside the distractions and the devices and make it sacred, a time of meaningful talking and praying. And we make it really easy. you find it at ilovemyfamily.us a new gathering guide every single week. It has fun questions in the beginning, daily questions like what, what's a victory, what's a challenge, what's something that blessed you. You read the scripture with some good questions that help inspire God's presence in us. Well, that's what these uh, encounters allow. Husband and wife, children gather together to more fully encounter God alive in us. I ask you the question, is there anything more valuable in relationship to one another that we image the Trinity, literally, and in our amnesia, which all of us have suffered from, because we've all been presented the fruit in the garden, different things we've partaken of. You are what you eat. We've all partaken of those things. And to that extent, we suffer from amnesia. And in the midst of that, God gives us his only son, the second person of the Trinity, to reveal to us who we are in him. In Jesus Christ, we discover our nature. Imago Dei. We're made in the image of God. Every other pursuit is artificial, is fleeting. Our truest nature that merits our pursuit is intimacy with God and in him, intimacy with all others. That's what these Live It Gathering Guides are all about. That's what family's all about. We can't be more strong and encouraging you to join us, especially during this season of challenge and difficulty to see the grace, to see the blessing in the midst of it. So we're now going to go around one final time and ask each of our road tripper families how this past week went, a particular blessing that came from their live it gathering as a family this past week. Let's begin with the nights. Take time to make time, make time to be there. So we meet on Wednesday nights. Um, we gather in our family room. We light the candles. We say the prayers. Um, this week, we really had a good discussion on um, the gospel and Lazarus. Mm -hmm. And it's a familiar one for all of us, actually, in grace. Um, we talked a little bit about why Jesus would cry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm when Lazarus Powerful. died, if he knew that, you know, life doesn't end. Um, and that that was the human part of him that saw other people uh, hurt and sad and um, mm -hmm. missing Lazarus and that friendship that he had. So um, that it's okay to cry, even though we know that um, there's a resurrection in life. And um, what else? We talked about um yeah and we talked about at the end you know you have any things hurt things you want to heal or apologies and uh grace kind of got timid and then said out oh, can i talk to you mom so she went over to whisper to mom on the couch we each <laughs> have our own chair she's got a recliner i'm in my recliner and she went over and whispered her mom and then is it okay we talk about that what she whispered was oh. you know a hurt was uh, she hasn't seen my parents for seven years. We have a disconnected family. Mm -hmm. So um, that was one of her hurts and she wanted to talk about. So we as a family got to discuss that issue and, and put some perspective into it and a little bit of healing. You know, you can't fill a void, but there's, you know, there's a hurt there. So it was nice to open, have an open conversation about it. That is so, so, so moving to me. This, this um, 
live it helps us plant seeds with her. Mm -hmm. She may not understand everything, but it, it allows us to say, yeah, it's okay to talk about it. Mm -hmm. We're, we're gonna, you know, muddle through this together and nothing can hurt our feelings or, right. and we can bring it all to God and we can have Jesus heal what we can't as humans heal. Mm. How so. beautiful just providing that opportunity, you know, gathering in that way, as you're saying, Kathy, and um, just planting the seeds and building that trust, right? And building um, that open line for when it does mm -hmm. come up, that it's not something, you know, that is met with trepidation or, or fear or, but just kind of that ongoing tilling and openness and um, just the graces that that brings. If it becomes habit in the character of the family, all the better if it's more than just these moments, and we know it is, right. overflows into relationship. Just really quickly, I'm so moved by your story, but it inspires us very quickly. A young man uh, recently shared with us, comes from a very solid model Catholic family, and they decided, hey, we're at home, let's do this live it gathering thing. And in this family are um, two adopted children from Africa, which is an amazing story in itself. They've been with this family for a few years now. and. Um, they decided again to do this livid gathering and in the midst of this livid gathering both of the adopted children from Africa conveyed their profound gratitude for this family for adopting them. They had never heard that before out of their mouths. This created the context for them to share and how, you know, this young man shared how they were all just crying, just so moved, the mom, the dad, the siblings that were around them. So along those lines, just encouraging anybody who's listening right now, um, we hear these stories time and time again. When you make the time to talk and pray and ask meaningful questions, that's what we're about. So I can't be um, more strongly encourage you to receive the grace that God is pouring out through this. And just to piggyback on that quickly, um, what always stands out to me is when we hear these stories, and we don't know who does the guide or doesn't do the guide and, and such, but uh, the, I think the three things that come to us over and over again are the opportunity, for whatever reason that people haven't taken for apology, receiving and asking for forgiveness, but also stuff that we take for granted of affirmation and gratitudes mm. that come out. And you mm -hmm. just gave a huge gratitude, but, you know, so many of those stories where you just assume, well, what do you mean? <laughs> what parents don't want to hear that? You know? What parents aren't pining for some expression of either apology or gratitude or for kids pining from their parents? That affirmation yeah. too, you know, and to especially I think sometimes with larger families, a lot of that gets lost in the shuffle and you you get into unfortunately oftentimes the language of sarcasm or kind of poking fun with love and whatever but just that solid mm. you know eyeball to eyeball this is what i appreciate about you or um this is what i'm grateful for and so again i use the phrase over and over again teaching them that language mm. and that's it, such an important language to be learned that was awesome we can make it happen Let's go across the state now to the pains. Well, we met on Saturday night this week because um, on Friday nights we've been doing Stations of the Cross instead. So we met in the living room and um, we read the gospel first in the picture, the David C. Cook picture Bible, common mm -hmm. Bible, and then read the shorter version, I believe, out mm -hmm. of the um, 
out of the Magnificids, which is a one also a nice mass uh, tool for younger kids mm-hmm. for mass because um, they'll they'll have like little word searches and stuff in it for kids to do during church. Um, so we've been we just been using that at home. That's sort of how things went. And mm-hmm. then a, a meaningful moment for me, we decided to do affirmations this week. And my older daughter, she said, I affirm you, mommy, for being a good teacher-ish. Ah, uh, ish. <laughs> Not as good as I'll I can hope for right now. <laughs> exactly. okay. so, I need all the affirmation I can get. I can, I'll take the teacher-ish. That's right. Well, Baron yeah. wouldn't take the ish. That's so it funny. It was encouraging. That's awesome. It was good enough. That's Ishness. Right. That's great. Seth. Uh, we read the short version of the gospel. Um, when we were watching Mass on, on Sunday, they read the, the long version of the gospel. I, I kind of wish that we had read the long version of the gospel because there were a couple of things that are, I think are very important to, to the story that are in the longer version and not in shorter. But but it was it was really great because I, I think that um, I think that our girls are are starting to understand the, the process of listening to a story in the Bible. Mm. And and trying to see what is it is saying to us and trying to put ourselves into the story. So I think that you know our girls had some some interesting um, you know insights into into the gospel this week. That was awesome. Seymour's. So this week we switched it up a little bit. We have typically been doing our gathering on Sundays. Uh, we met on Thursday this week, just with everybody being home um, and being watching Mass online on Sundays, we decided that doing it uh, during the middle of the week would be better. We've been doing, we did it in conjunction with our forced family fun that you heard about earlier. <laughs> yes. Uh, it actually was, it was a nice experience. Um, a little different for us doing it during the middle of the week. so. Uh, historically, the kids had already heard the gospel at Mass um, when we met on Sunday nights, and this week it was a preview of what was to come. Um, and I thought the kids uh, were more participative. I think part of that comes from us, um, one, if we're on week six of doing this mm-hmm. together as part of this group, um, but also with us being on week three of being home mm-hmm. and having daily prayer time together. Uh, they're getting more comfortable mm. with it. So awesome. um, for us, it's logistically, some days it's about comfort. And, you know, last week we talked about the explosion, uh, having tossed mm-hmm. it in at dinner time. Uh, this week was uh, planned. They knew it was coming and it went a lot better. So awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Brad. Nikki. We did have a lot better, a lot better meeting this time. Um, some of it, I think, maybe due to you know the previous week didn't go so well and so we we ended up giving the kids consequences like we said and taking the phones away and i'd like to believe that my kids all just are going to come together and be prayerful and beautiful mm-hmm. and sometimes you have to <laughs> dare to dream so and that's okay so i did before we started kind of reminded them of how it went the previous week and um you know, offered what could be consequences. And I told them my expectations were that I really expect everybody participate this time. And 
Um, we got everybody, like Brett said, to respond to the gospel and the gospel discussion awesome. was good. And I think some of it is because, you know, we've been doing this for a while now. And some of it might be because I told them they had to respond, mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. which was good. Um, the part that I really like is um, at the end when we do commitments, mm -hmm. you know, one or more manageable area um, that you are committed to, to grow over the next week. And sometimes we say just some simple goofy things but my nine-year-old has taken it upon her to pray the rosary with me every night mm. which is great for me because sometimes I struggle to get it in with everybody home and it gets late and she'll sit up and pray it with me which I love so I like hearing what everybody's commitments are I mm -hmm. think that's been a good growth for everybody that's so. beautiful it was a good week amazing awesome. just gonna allow a moment for free for all if if you want to get on and simply share with anything that you're moved to impart as a blessing to anybody who's listening, if, if God is speaking any kind of word to you right now that you just know maybe somebody could really hear right now that's listening, parents, probably grandparents or parents, I just invite you to share. This is uh, this is Seth. I, the, so this week for our, our commitments, I decided to try something different. I, I just said, you know, I want to work on patience this week hmm. and uh and then afterwards where we went for a walk and i was thinking about it and i realized that patience is a gift of the one of the fruits of the holy spirit and so it's not really something that we can practice as much as something that we have to ask god to to give us and to receive from him hmm. neat awesome. insight thank you so any of you out there like me Desiring fruits of the spirit, patience, which is a great one, being in uh, solitary confinement. It's not so solitary. Communal confinement with our homes. Uh, pray. Pray for that grace. Pray for um, God's anointing. Don't just accept it where it's at and presume this is the way it's all got to be. Uh, there's a blessing in the midst of the storm that equips us to deal with the storm. So thanks so much for that, Seth. Anybody I would else? just encourage people out there that, you know, as this time when we're we're all bound in our homes um, to help keep the health and safety of the whole world, um, that we, uh, I, I like Seth's patience, but that we are optimistic about mm. the future and that we, in this prayerful time, have hope in Jesus Christ and trust in him that um, that he will see us all through this. Amen. Awesome. It's a great word. Optimism. In fact, it reminds me a little bit um, in the book Good to Great by Jim Collins. It's all about identifying what are those qualities that distinguish great organizations from the mere good. And one of them he calls the Stockdale Paradox. What's the Stockdale Paradox? Well, he's a guy who survived a concentration camp and he survived it, whereas many didn't. And he was asked the question, why do you think you survived? And he said two things. One, I had a heightened uh, robust anticipation of a good outcome, so optimism. But number two, I dealt with the brutal facts. You need both of them. And I think you're, um, in, I think we're dealing with brutal facts right now. Maybe we need to, in the midst of this, uh, to be mindful that God is still the Lord of history and he's sovereign and he wants good things for us and to keep our hearts fixed on that end. So thanks, Brett. Anybody else? Um, my sister-in-law sent me an email this past week to hang a picture of the image of the divine mercy on your front door, you know, with uh, mm. Jesus, I trust in you at the bottom of it. And Great I, idea. I, when I saw that today, I just recently, you know, occasionally, especially at night, I, I do get a little worried about being pregnant and getting, mm. 
getting sick like that. You know, I've read some of the descriptions of how people have felt during the illness and I think, oh, how awful. Mm -hmm. Or you picture one of your children getting it and they're in the hospital and you can't go in and be with them. You know, I picture my toddler being in the hospital and and you're not allowed to be in the room with them because um, they're, you know, confined to their space. But just the image of the divine mercy with Jesus, I trust in you was, it's beautiful. You just have to trust. Our mistakes, they were bound to be made. But I promise you I'll keep you safe. Here we've changed our perception from we're stuck at home to we're safe at home. Mm -hmm. And anyone out there, you know, we are in a good space here. We're healthy. We're um, half of us are working, but for the most part, um, we're counting our blessings. And so we're really hunkering down for those um, that aren't so well off mm -hmm. or who are sick and praying for them and really um, for the people that um, need those extra prayers like I did at one point in my life. Mm -hmm. I am more than willing to devote some extra time and love and send those prayers up for them. The darkness will be rewritten to a work of fiction you'll see. just add one thing as we close up um, it was on my heart all through this time together and I'm sure part of it is the feast day that we just celebrated of the Annunciation and you know Nikki hearing you speak of the rosary um, and such but um, just to turn to Mary mm. you know Greg had asked about the song you know that has affected you or whatever made a difference during a difficult time so um, not that I would say it affected me during a difficult time because it's just the stuff that everyone is experiencing right now. Um, but our son Joseph wrote a beautiful song to Our Lady um, in honor of her feast day of the Annunciation. So this song he has not professionally recorded as he has others. In fact, it was a brother at Damascus who strongly encouraged him to simply get his iPhone out and kind of record the song, which is what he did. It's a very simple song. It's so beautiful. And um, it's part of the refrain is, Halo, Halo Queen, Mother of God, Mother of Me. Halo, Halo Queen. And it goes on, but the line that I want to leave you with, or the thought, I guess, that I want to leave you with, especially um, as adults, allow yourselves to be mothered mm. by Our Lady. Like she has us wrapped in her mantle of love and protection. And um, there's just something to be said 
of turning to her all the time. But um, Nikki, you know, you, you're just beheld. I think that goes to Our Lady also. She desires as our mother, you know, to hold us and to keep us safe. As a mother loves her children all to be together and getting along <laughs> and um, just enjoying the experience, you know, of this time or of any time together as a family and the love and the graces that can mm. be poured out just, you know, to allow yourself to be embraced by her as a mother. here with uh, all of you who are listening to us and certainly our three road tripping families as we round the corner the sixth stop of this seven week journey it ends next week holy week our season finale of this fourth season of the family road trip podcast and we do hope that as you've been receiving this grace if you've been doing it that you keep doing it this is not limited to a program or us leading it god is made us to do this. And we won't be happy, as St. Augustine said, until we allow him to rest in us. And I would say that means rest in our marriages and families, which means take the time to encounter him. Make the time sacred. That's what this is all about. And next week, in a particular way, the holiest week of the year, under the most odd and difficult and blessed circumstances of the cross, of the coronavirus. Be mindful that word corona literally means crown, that we all the more encounter the crown of God over it all, his sovereignty over it all. Let's continue this journey together. You're not alone. His grace is being outpoured. Receive it. Until next time, God bless you. This is the first day of-
You know, Mass Impact and Ignite has been going across the Northwest Ohio now for, for months, and, and thousands of people, literally thousands of people in our diocese have experienced that love. We believe that he said what he meant and meant what he said when he proclaimed that his body is real food and his blood is real drink. Simply put, Mass Impact is a nonprofit movement seeking the heart of God in the very heart of his Catholic Church. Uh, people just keep kept coming. And coming. Not just in a moment, but, but to surrender their entire lives. We desire our hearts to be moved by what moves His. And to see that happening monthly. We are responding to an urgent call in an urgent time. The recent Popes, John Paul said, now's the time. This is the moment. We are taking big steps in faith throughout our diocese and beyond. I want to buckle my chin strap and take the field. And we are seeing tremendous growth. I mean, I'm just roused and emboldened to mission, to do something. We cannot do it alone. We need you right now. Please partner with us. Go to massimpact.us right now and click on the Contribute tab. If you and I respond in faith right now, we will see souls in heaven who would not have been there had we said no. It was nothing short of amazing. Does it have that same kind of effect on you? Please go to massimpact.us and contribute. It's time to move. Did you see the Guardians of the Galaxy? Did you watch the Packer game? How's your portfolio? Pizza is awesome. What we talk about doesn't just reveal what's important to us. It reveals who's important to us. This week, take a risk to grow deeper. Consider throwing in one of these. What's your biggest challenge right now? Hey, what can I pray for you for? What can I do to make your life easier right now? How about joining us for Mass this Sunday? Yeah, and coming over for breakfast. Let's pray the Holy Communion we receive correspond to a holy community we live. This has been a Mass Impact Moment. Join the great adventure at massimpact.us.